This week on the show, we have game dev and gourmet meme maker, Parametric Avocado. And if you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash kojimafreak. I am out of mental fortitude right now. <laughs> yeah, that stream definitely drained you. <laughs> we, we had to like recover for a couple hours. We're like, all right, we got to record a, a few hours, at least get some rest between that. Let's kind of shake like, it off. Dude, it was like nonstop meltdown. <laughs> Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. I realize that like this is an industry that you've got to make money to survive in this industry. You have to be commercial. That's how it works. That's how things, you know, companies stay in business. That's how games keep getting made. It's reality. You know, you have to balance those things. But at the same, like, I know that and I've known that, but I've never felt it so viscerally until this, where it's like, yeah, this is 100% a product, 0% art. I don't think that's fair on Ito. I don't, I don't think. Okay, 10%. Yeah, it, it is. That does really, like, with their entry, I won't lie, it does come off a bit disingenuous to them. Who knows, yeah, though? They could fair. very much be like, I just want a fucking paycheck. But at the very least, like, <laughs> as it's presented, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, this is just a cash grab for Akira. Yeah, you know. I mean, and there's multiple aspects to all of this. You know, we have the, let's see, we had the Silent Hill 2 remake. We have, uh, what were the other things announced today? Silent Hill F. F in the chat. Silent Hill <laughs> Ascension. Sorry. The F series. <laughs> Silent Hill 2, the movie. Oh, yeah, the movie was announced, yeah. Skateboards, a DVD Mer- skin. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the game is made. I I, I was uh, seriously let down that there was no skin for Fortnite, really. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be Pyramid Head in, in Fortnite, doing, <laughs> doing the default dance. It's just, uh, it's it's a nice glimpse at where Metal Gear is going to be in a year or two. It's also yeah. a nice glimpse at what me and Apache are going to be doing in a year or two, which is stay <laughs> on Discord while he speedruns the Silent Hill 2 remake. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I can honestly see it happening. If that, like... Oh, man, as soon as he said, like, over the shoulder, like, you know they've looked at that RE2 remake and thought, yeah, we could probably do that. Well... Uh, I hope you have like a, a chest for all the money that comes from Patreon, which, by the way, I, I, I'm going to I am very sorry, guys, but uh, I have not been able to subscribe to your Patreon oh, so far. What? No, why are you? Stop. What? <laughs> no, because like, no, I, sorry, seriously, uh, I've been I've been listening to your podcast basically ever since it started. And it was it was great company during the twenty twenties, <laughs> and um, like I've been I've been thinking of supporting you, but the problem is that we have such high taxes for um, purchases that happen outside the country with credit cards and shit uh, in here that it's really not a, a convenient way of supporting. <laughs> yeah, you do not have to make any excuses. You're talking about in Argentina. They have that? Yeah, yeah. Um, though, I, I mean, I could just simply just do it. 
I think I think I can I think I can I think I can totally do it. You're supporting us by being on this show. How about that? Yeah. It's well, so funny. Sure. Like we we were all just like blown away by the by the video you made. <laughs> and we're like, who is this? This is incredible. Like how how did they pull this off? And then I, I look over in the chat one day and you're just like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, yeah, like we had, had a couple exchanges, you know, on Twitter before, just like on unrelated stuff. I think we were talking about like brain structure and like uh how uh you know Jacob had gone in and like done like the ultimate like ASMR <laughs> like you know, a little intro for his uh for his album, but how to pull off some sound effects in, in succession. But uh yeah, and then you're you're over here just slanging these meme videos. It's just like, holy shit, I didn't know you were doing this over there. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, really, thank you, because it's uh, it's been overwhelming, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, I've always loved to do these kinds of things, but it they, it's pretty time-demanding, and sometimes I just don't feel in the right headspace, so I don't put out anything. Mm-hmm. And I've also not been too public until now, <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it, I, sometimes it feels like it, it, Twitter is just shouting in a, in a void because sure. nobody follows and nobody cares. Suddenly I'm just posting bullshit in Twitter and people react and people have opinions and it's like, okay, somebody cares. You've been posting like bullshit for a while, but it, it, it was never like it, recently you just started going on the line of like, like getting into the Metal Gear assets and in, i don't even know if it's the engine but getting into the metal gear assets and and doing the fucking uh the, the lives lives day walk i don't know how to pronounce it but <laughs> and then on yeah. top of that remixing the lives day theme like yeah that, that mashup just was so top many. tier i mean you know you had you had that that horn line right in there matched up perfect it looks yeah. so authentic uh it just it's shocking how authentic it is it tricked me out too because i had like just woken up i remember i'd woken up early that morning it was like 5 a.m and i kind of just like you know rolled over and opened up twitter and was like what the hell is this video and then it kept going and kept going i was like okay this is it just kept you know getting better and better and better and then i remember posting the discord like man y'all seen this yet and then it was one of those things too this is like that a phenomenon with memes like when it's you're in the cycle of of the meme yet where you don't know what the hell it is but you've seen it be referenced a couple of times you don't know how to google it because you don't know so you're like okay funny walk and then you're then you're in monty python world and you're like okay no funny walk metal gear and there's nothing that you know there's nothing there yet so yeah i was asking people i was like does anybody know what the fuck this is referencing and then uh our buddy adam online actually uh knew that it was from the Dr. Lizy thing and sent me the original thing. And I was like, okay, suddenly this is starting to make sense why this is taking off. Cause I'd seen a couple other iterations of it. Apparently uh, the original, like actual movie that Livesy was in is like, you can't, you can't watch it in America, like Eastern Europe copyright stroke it against the oh, Western West. Yeah. So you can watch like the actual meme, but the movie that it's like, they took oh, the clips okay, from, yeah. it, you can't like, I don't know if it's a, a it was recent. So I don't know if it's a result of like, you know, recent events in Ukraine, but that's kind of, I thought it was kind of ironic. I know that you are, you know, you, you work professionally in, in VFX and, and, and this stuff, but so, th- so this is possibly kind of a dumb question, but how in the world did you get it to look that authentic? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, basically I, as a as a technical artist in video games, I've always been 
having a uh, taking a look at how things work. Like I remember the first time I saw normal mapping in video games, my mind was completely blown. It's like how can you make stuff look so good without actually getting the, the geometry to be there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I recall I was playing like Half-Life 2 and there was some sort of uh, very bright spotlight in, in a catwalk and there was one of those ant lions um, and, and it just killed it and it landed right below the spotlight and the spotlight really... Uh, made it very clear that there was a lot of detail in that surface that was not being contained in the polygons. And it blew, it blew my head open. It was like, whoa, we can actually do this kinds of things. And I started bashing it with the, with the crowbar to change, to make the, the ragdoll change uh, positions. And it was like, okay, whoa, uh, we're, we are definitely in a different, uh, in a different era from what uh, was coming from before, basically. And I started investigating it. Yeah. Uh, so, that well, real quick, the... real, real quick for anybody who doesn't understand what normal mapping is, could you give sort of like oh, a short yeah, definition? So, yeah, so um, light reacts to a surface depending on the direction that surface is facing. But you can use normal maps to create details in that surface that change the direction uh, of it. And that way you can create effects like, say, uh, rocks or maybe bricks or um, tiny details like pores in the screen, in the skin and all that. And it will uh, basically make it appear as if the, the surface is not completely flat, but it has some uh, detail to it. And uh, that's, what, that's why it was called bump mapping at the time. Um, and so, so basically I started... Uh, investigating how that was achieved, and I landed on shaders, and shaders brought me to whatever I don't know. I I I it, it was a very long thread that I started to pull, and I ended up uh, understanding how uh, to make that stuff happen on my side. Uh, but back in the day, I was working with I was trying to learn how to make games with XNA, and uh, oh so, yeah, wow. basically. Yeah, I, I never did anything with XNA, anything of significance. The big significance I pulled from XNA is that uh, it gave me a lot of experience in C Sharp for programming the, the language. And uh, it also made me understand a lot of how what goes into making a 3D game, for example. So doing all that uh, gave me some sort of retroactive uh, perspective on how things worked before that. And of course, that led me to uh, go ahead and look into how the PS1 works and the problems that it has and how it solves it. And this whole thing that if you watch a video from, say, uh, DF Retro, for example, they, they go real hard into the details of how that stuff works and why things had to be like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of used all that knowledge and I put it right into a Blender project and it looks... Pretty, yeah, pretty decent and close. Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, yeah, because back then they didn't have complex lighting. They didn't have normal maps. Uh, you know, they, the PS1 very famously has sort of messy geometry because of the math it uses. So there's a lot of like, you know, people will see surfaces warp as as you move and that sort of like uh, idiosyncratic, iconic wobble, whatever you want to call it, that, that PS1 games have. Mm -hmm. um, Stuff like that. 
it did seem like, you know, just based off of some of the tweets you said, like this whole experience has just been like very enlightening, both in terms from like a development perspective, uh, like refining your skills, but at the same time, you know, appreciating and learning, you know, the little tricks of the trade um, that they did to to build Metal Gear Solid. So, Absolutely. Uh, it, it was mind blowing when I started looking at the assets and I, put, uh, I created a, a minor thread <laughs> in Twitter about it. Uh, but when I started looking at them, I realized just how detailed uh, they are, because, of course, since they don't have uh, fancy lighting techniques, they had to bake all the lighting in the textures and the textures themselves don't have too much uh, uh, resolution. So they also had to cram all that in basically what is pixel art. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they still managed to make it look really genuine, and it, it oh, it's gorgeous, it's really mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, I mean the 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 KCEJ team they were artisans at photo bashing, just creating these these textures that you know really just make everything pop. And I mean that's that's something they've always been good at. Even in MGS two, um, you know the P they had there's there is uh more dynamic lighting in in MGS two and they had more control over it but they still do a lot of baked lighting that's part of why MGS two looked so dang good yeah because they were they were sort of mixing disciplines because even then there was you know uh, they were using vector based lighting same as the PS one just a little more sophisticated and uh, if I remember right the PS two there there was still no normal mapping on the PS2 with the exception of like one game and I think it was like Path of Neo or something. What? There's yeah. normal mapping in PS2. <laughs> there, it's like it's like one game. I I, I it, don't quote me on this, but I remember there being like one game on the PS2 that had normal mapping because they wrote their own tool for it. Wow, it must have been faked because the, there's no way to program shaders like yeah, like in exactly. the Xbox. In the Xbox, you had Shader Modeler 1.1, I think, and that enables you to do a little bit more than what you could do in a PS1, in a PS2. But I did not uh, know that there was a game that somehow achieved that. I, uh, I have no idea what the fuck either of you are talking about, but <laughs> I will say this. Watching Preach. the Silent Hill, like, direct, or I guess in particular the Silent Hill 2 remake, it did... You know, the graphics look fine. You know, everybody's opinion on what James looks like is different, but it made me really appreciate sort of how classic and timeless uh, like the original Silent Hill games looked. I mean, they still look great. And, you know, that was just like, you know, like you guys said, you know, Konami was pretty good at, you know, building out those those using using workarounds to build out these this imagery. So. Yeah, I I, I was looking at uh some i believe it was also a df retro uh stream probably uh of them playing true crime this game true crime that it, yes, it launched probably in, in, in oh, yeah, yeah it, i think it launched in xbox and pc and ps2 or something like that i had it on gamecube i believe yeah okay had snoop dogg on it first game i ever found a glitch in yeah the game was so janky <laughs> yeah it was very it was janky. fun as shit like yeah i love that game one thing that they tried to do in the PS2 version of the game, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was the PS2 version. Uh, they faked the normal mapping in the in the in the clothes of the character to achieve that thing that when you when you run and you strain uh, either side when you move your torso when you twist the torso you, your shirt will get strained in different directions and they kind of faked it 
by animating some texture blend basically in, in PS2 so that it looked a bit like that trend that was beginning to happen with, with, with shaders and more advanced techniques in a PS2. Uh, but I, I don't think that's what Path of Neo was doing, say, for example, if we were going to go back to that. So yeah, I, I, there, there, are, there are lots of things that were happening before the shader model arrived that uh, really put the developers to the test. And uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 I guess uh, Metal Gear Solid are, are the ones that pass with flying colors, definitely. Uh, you can cut this out if you want, but I but I found the article on IGM where they were interviewing the team that made Path and Neo and they how they basically hacked the PS2 to do normal mapping. <laughs> and they probably wasted every every cycle yeah. in the in, in the process of just to just to get that done. I don't, I, I don't think I don't think that's too <laughs> optimal. Listening to the story as like a product manager, it's like, oh, this is oh, this is a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm gonna read this in in in, in so many time, cycles. But yeah, they probably and that was near the end of I, the console's life too. So like everyone was trying to squeeze every last bit of potential out of that thing before they moved on. And yeah. yet, MGS2 and Silent Hill 3 still look the best, right? I mean, Silent probably. Hill 3 looks like an early PS3 game. Uh huh. It's gorgeous. Well, I I, rem I remember also the the there's a lots of lots lots of effects in uh, MGS three that look yeah. amazing. Uh, the the I remember the bag, the um, the bag that they put on 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 Naked Snake's head in the torture sequence. It looks so freaking good. It's the best plastic bag I've ever seen in my life. And it's oh, like it, a piece. yeah, it like has a glow <laughs> like a glare to it, and it's little reflective. Yeah, it's. I mean. <laughs> I know that with some of these effects, they're sort of cheating, like they're not doing what you think they're doing, but it's to such great effect that it just you don't care and it's all over yeah. the place. It's very intelligent use of uh, blending textures, probably, and also animating the vertices, of course, because of the breathing and all that. I think there's a there's a there's a hint of uh, Snake's face when the when the when the back shrinks because of his breathing. You can see like the, the the face pops out in the texture or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I should I, I should look back at that, but it's very very clever. Uh, the same goes for the for the uh, tree caustics. Like if you're if you're under a tree and you see the shadows of the trees, you can see the leaves on top of the characters. But it's just probably some dirty texture multiplying happening there that looks looks as if you're projecting tree shadows on top of the characters, and it looks freaking cool. Um, yeah, this yeah. this games, dude, they go so hard. <laughs> this is this is part of why when you emulate them, it was it was so hard to get all of the effects to look right, especially if you crank up the resolution because it breaks all of the little tricks they were doing. Yeah, like mm -hmm. dithering and like all the noise and stuff like that, well, like that level of stuff. Well, the like yeah. the blur, like they yeah. they have sort of a fake motion blur that they use very heavily in MGS three. It's sort of like a bloom effect almost, and mm -hmm. and. Yeah, it just when you crank up the resolution in MGS3, things start to look weird. Mm -hmm. So about the animation, basically the, the 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 most basic thing is I used the EV uh, renderer in Blender, which is the one that uh, is basically running in real time in the in your GPU. So it it uses every technique in the book to that games use actually, like in 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 actuality, basically. 
Um, and if you if you load lower the sample count, the the one the ones that uh, Blender does in order to create anti-aliasing and uh, and and to smooth out the shadows and all that, you're basically uh, seeing the scene almost as it is it as it is, almost as raw as possible. And that removes anti-aliasing, and that gives it a very, very nice PS1 oh, the, look. If you, if the you raw, also look. yeah, the raw yeah. visuals, yeah, I get what you. I, I don't know if you guys are following this, but I'm taking notes, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you if you put the, if you put Blender like the, the 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 render resolution to say something like thir- uh, what is it, three hundred and twenty by two forty. Yeah, it was, and, it was like and you, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and you reduce the sample count, you get no anti-aliasing, and that's an instant. Instant PS1 look. Yeah. And if you want to go deeper, then you have to do some post processing to remove color depth. And you have to add some sort of dithering technique to get that grainy look that some things have. And um, another thing that you can do is basically uh, play with the lights and uh, ensure that the, the models are low poly enough. And that that way, the light, the lighting gets the the lighting calculations get simplified and look everything looks kind of bullshit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of like to to put a to put a bow on it and just sort of uh simplify the the process down is you basically have to trick Blender into being much much worse than it wants to be out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so, it's like Yeah. It's so funny that we're talking about this again after last episode where we had Antonio on <laughs> talking about Undetected and how he was making things kind of look retro in the chameleon and just like very similar conversation of like, how do you get this P- this authentic old school PS1 look that that everyone's sort of chasing right now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's fighting against Blender and Unreal Engine to to bash them in so that they don't do everything that they do, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to ask you some questions later off the show because it'll bore everybody. But like, I've got yeah, some yeah, technical yeah. questions for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go into boring details right now. Uh, I like the way you make okay. them dance and look cool. That was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you're familiar with um, Final, how much you're familiar with Final Fantasy 14 V, um, but it's very, this, this whole process, it reminds me a lot of, um, the Hildebrand quests that Square Enix works on or the, the 14 team works on. Um, and what they do is it's just these like wacky comedic quest lines that come, you know, every so or few patches, lots of slapstick humor, uh, very hit or miss for some folks. The reason I'm saying this is because with that sort of comedic setting um, and scenario, uh, the team is able to sort of work on these crazy animations, sort of take the logical ends of their characters, animations, models, things like that, um, and and refine their skills and and test those skills out to see if they can apply them to the next expansion for like a more serious scene. Um, so with all that being said, you know, do you feel like your experience, you know, making all these shit posts, not just <laughs> you know the livesy walk, but also <laughs> like I sent this one by the way to um to Apache, like the um. Uh, where on, where on earth is Jill Valentine? Where Chris Redfield is like typing with his nipples. Um, do you feel like <laughs> I haven't seen that one? <laughs> I'll put it on live chat. Do you, do you feel like you know that you do those things to kind of like stretch out the extent of your skill set, or or what's your logic with that type of thing, deal? Uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna say basically I am insatiable. When when an idea hits my head, I need to chase it 
to the ends of the consequences. I like that. Or until I just get bored. If I, if I get bored, I, I just stop. But if I hit a very hard wall, I will also stop because of, uh, like, I need to preserve my sanity. <laughs> but uh, this is basically how I go into game dev. I wanted to make games so hard that I installed Game Maker at home and I started looking at ways to replicate the sensations that I got from the games that I played back in Genesis or the ones that I was playing currently back then in the 2005 something um so yeah basically this this is it's kind of an artistic pursuit that also happens to expand my skills set in some way but it's uh purely uh a dionysian thing basically <laughs> I get it. I'm just I'm just chasing the pleasures of the li of life. <laughs> I get it. Chasing the dragon of the shit posts. I understand <laughs> completely. I am afraid to ask this, but how long did it take to make that? The Livesy Walk um took me if you if you take some days that I took off because of things, either because I had other compromises or whatever, but yeah. So um it must have been like twenty something days. Wow, Hell, almost okay. thirty. That's pretty fast, though, for for everything in there. Yeah. Sheesh. And is that yeah. that counting like producing the music as well, or just the graphics? Uh, it's also the music. Um, I tend to do things in like blocks of um, what four to eight hours sometimes. Uh, sometimes I've spent eight hours, and I didn't feel it because I, it was so rewarding. <laughs> I thought my um, shit posts were elaborate, but I'm just in awe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I just uh, I high effort it. I cannot stop myself. Um, yeah, the the music took me like about around eight hours because I I did the basic uh, the 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 draft for it, and uh, it didn't it didn't sound exactly as it didn't sound too good. It's kind of hard to balance out the the funk vibe with the rest of the of the soundtrack of the yeah. game because yeah it's it's that that beat's definitely like swung kind of like it's it's swung hard for sure yeah so so to match it up with Metal Gear which is very sh like military and and like straight in its in its swing yeah you've got two two like uh, competing feels there to to mesh together so yeah I, I know what you're saying with that for sure. Yeah. It, also, the mastering, the mastering for the for the the ghost face uh, guy. I I forget I forget which, which of the ghost face it is. <laughs> a player. I think it's a player. Uh, so uh, the the mixing for that one is super aggressive and crunchy, and it mm -hmm. do, it leaves very little space for me to put other things in. So yeah, I had to do room. some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first time that I took the actual time to master one of my mashups instead of just push, putting things together and hoping that it doesn't clip. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I appreciate that. See, now I'm lost. He's making it but sound better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your turn to be lost. <laughs> You're up, fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> the mashup isn't like your only sort of creative endeavor with music. Um, I just want to make sure I'm having pronouncing this right. Right, Vitri, is that your persona? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was looking through. Uh, I was looking through your Vitri SoundCloud, and it was cracking me up because, like, you have a High School Musical Metal Gear Rising mashup, right? <laughs> and like, two High School Musical stars were like just in some super massive games, like the Until Dawn folks. 
I'm like, I wonder if V has played those. But like the remix itself is great. Like, uh, what else was there? Like all of the remixes for that like breakdancing song. I forget what that meme's called. <laughs> yeah, the breakdancing cats. It's a Oh, only you. And uh yeah. Is that what the song's called? With the cat doing the breakdancing? Yeah. I will not expose myself. You will not expose yourself to what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into any any high school musical remixes and whether or not <laughs> I know the lyrics to all the high school musical songs. It it goes so hard. You gotta check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna link this on I'm linking all this shit on live chat. <laughs> it it does go hard though. I don't even like <laughs> high school musical. There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> I saw that everybody was just doing mashups with that song from Metal Gear Rising, and I was like, "Wow, this this would fit other other beats, and it would be it would be cool if I could match it with something." And immediately, for some reason, I could not help but think of that High School Musical two song, and it was like, "I need this to have. I'm gonna have to make this happen. I just cannot. Stop. It's the same thing that happened with the live sea walk. I just could not stop myself. I had I had to do it." <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling when you've got two things you want to put together and it's like, I cannot rest until I make this happen. Uh, what programs are you using for the mashups? Well, um, you would expect me to do some other GAWs. Uh, so, so like I, 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 would, I would default to FL, but since it's just cutting and splicing audio and I don't need uh, VSCIs or whatever, mm -hmm. I can, uh, v v v virtual instruments yeah. uh, for people who are not uh, into this kind of thing. Um, since I don't know, since I don't need all that, all that back end, I can just go to Reaper and do it there. Okay, so you're uh, just layering them that way, gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah. If they're, if they're sitting around the same tempo or whatever, that's, yeah. No, they're not in the same tempo. I, I actually have to stretch them and make sure that they, the pitches match. So you're doing that in Reaper, and, too? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was surprised you weren't, like, loading them into DJ programs because that's, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, sped up proper, so. Yeah, because the the, the real pitch uh, plugin is good, is pretty good. Like, where it's not, like, out of pitch, you know, like, where it's not just doing, like, a, a speed and pitch change at the same time, you know, where it's, you know, it's, like, holding it, holding one of the variables steady. Yeah, the um, Reaper has a ton of modes for pitch shifting and stretching at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I use those to kind of control the thing. Uh, actually, the, the Metal Gear Rising ones I, are kind of sloppy um, because the, the, there, are, there are many factors that uh, collaborate into that. Uh, one of them is the fact that the ripped vocals sometimes uh, suffer from that inverse karaoke effect where you can still hear some of the backing track ah, yeah. and you cannot get rid of it and mm -hmm. some high frequencies maybe filter out of it and you can you get some superposition with yeah um so it's kind of it's kind of hard to mix sometimes and also like uh some parts of the lyrics maybe are intonated that they they have a melody that really can you cannot match whatsoever with the with the other piece of music that you want to put in the mashup so yeah, it it can get pretty tricky if you really are up to making it sound right enough. Uh, I have a very, very uh, terrible pet peeve with uh, mashups. I hate the ones that are simply just putting two things on one on top of the other and just hoping that it sticks and it generally does. And just letting it ride. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. It doesn't stick, and it becomes too noisy, and there's just suddenly two entire songs playing at the same time, and it's sure. too much. Yeah, you want to have it a little bit more curated to where you're like, no, only the good stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I I try to do that. I I'm gonna say that uh, the one that I'm least proud of is the Sundowner one because it was really hard to work with that vocals only track. Um, I tried to I threw it at a at an AI. I tried to do the inverse karaoke on my own instead of getting the one that was already uh, running around in in YouTube, but um, I never could get the the result that I was looking for. But yeah, for this one particularly, the, the Livesy Walk, I really took the time to make it sound as good as I could possibly make it uh, with my current skill set and with everything that I learned from the Rising Saga. <laughs> yeah. The Rising is basically a primordial soup for memes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a certified bop. I really like the track that's on the meme. <laughs> well, I'm I'm honored, really. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that wave from you. I might have to DJ that out some. <laughs> hey, nice. I should make an extended version, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to have the, the song be just the same, but longer. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, that's what long songs are. But uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I could I could manage to figure out the structure so that the song can last longer without getting too old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can definitely track that out for sure. If you need help, holler at me. <laughs> we can have some fun with that for sure. Oh, that's see, I'm completely out of my element now, and I just want to ask more shader questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Music, uh, no lighting. Music, lighting. It's like I want to know how to do this with MGS two. Rabbit season. <laughs> Silent Hill two season. Yeah. Oh, now we're sad again. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sad. It's awesome. Oh, <laughs> so, at least so Nitride's sad. I'm just yeah. I'm just neutral. You're not gonna drag me into this no, shit. I'm, I'm, just... I'm, I'm neutral as fuck. You know me. <laughs> like I definitely. I was like, oh cool, modern graphic. The Last of Us Two, Silent Hill, great. With, <laughs> God, those memes that we saw earlier with with Better Call yeah. Saul. <laughs> I sort of <laughs> unloaded both barrels like on Jimmy. the live stream, dude. So. Oh yeah, the live stream. You were hot, dude. Like <laughs> you were just going off. Dude, I was getting to a point where I like couldn't hear myself think. Like <laughs> it was just nitroid, angry nitroid. I'm gonna have to to watch that. Please don't. I miss it. Coming <laughs> on YouTube. Keep out. Keep an eye out, YouTube subscribers and people who listen on YouTube. Yeah, that'll be a burst transmission for sure. I'm I'm never, ever going to get invited to Konami at this rate. <laughs> Not for anything Silent Hill related. Nope. Nope. I mean, if it were a Metal Gear remake, let's let's be honest now. And see, that's that's one thing that I, you know, seeing this event made, you know, kind of reassured an opinion that I've already had is just like, look, all these different collections and different things that we've kind of seen, you know, I, I think Metal Gear is coming. I it think is. they just kind of want to have like all their ducks in a row by the time that one comes. Because like, let's be real, like that's the important one, you know? Like, we've it's, got all these other IPs and stuff. Yeah, Silent Hill's great, and Ninja Turtles, cool. You know me, I love Ninja Turtles. But, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid, you, you can't fuck that up, you know? Like, that's... Uh, <laughs> I mean... They gotta test the waters. Silent Hill is definitely easier... It, well, let me, let me put it like this. Silent Hill has less baggage than Metal Gear, so it's easier to sort of, you know, relaunch in a way. 
which is I what like, this was. I like how you said it has less baggage, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> it is, but <laughs> like, like everything's relative, right? <laughs> At least we're not Silent Hill fans. Yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, I kind of am. But... <laughs> what no. I was going to say, I think that Silent Hill was a genre-defining game that evolved in its own way, but somehow always prevailed. Like there's there's a there's a ton of games that emulate the style and the the genre of the game has been perfected along the years. So basically it coming back might be just more of the same with its own twist. While MGS was never really replicated fully. Yeah. And that's that's what make it makes it a big risk to remake, I think. That's something I've I've wondered about for uh, a while actually and and we talked about it um where you will see a lot of indie or fan games made of all types of popular games and genres right but metal gear strangely has very very little uh in this area i want to say none it has none i mean there there are, we're seeing some now there's the operation mercury yeah and, and yeah like undetected and yeah, but it's all very it's all very recent, you know, but like sure, you, know, sure, you look yeah. at you look at like Metroid or Mario or Sonic or Mega <laughs> had, Man or what was it? Metal Gear Santa or what was that Christmas shit? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mary, Mary Gear Solid. Mary Gear Solid. Yeah. Santa? Santa! Santa Claus! I'll yeah, never I'll forget say, that yeah. game over soundbite. But <laughs> but for some reason, like Metal Gear has never really inspired that sort of creativity from from people. And I don't know why I've never been able to figure it out. Like you'd think that the 2D Metal Gears would be something that is more often replicated. But the only notable examples I can think of are Mary Gear Solid and Unmetal. That's yeah, really there it. There were others. There, there were others a bunch of years ago, I think. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but there was a sneaking game that tried to replicate this VR mission style right, right. Of gameplay. Yeah, volume. Yeah, we were talking about that with Antonio, and and again, there's it's just the fact that you can count them on one hand, mm -hmm. you know? The thing is to encapsulate what makes Metal Gear Metal Gear, you really need to go freaking hard with the story and the cutscenes and the gameplay. The gameplay is not that much. Like, you got a bunch of NPC dudes that do stuff and pathfinding. Of course, there are lots of uh, more complicated elements to how the AI works or how the yeah. systems or whatever, or the game design. You can go really deep into the game design. Uh, but it, it's, it's like making a Metal Gear really is making an entire middle gear or yeah. you just cannot go go big or go home it's like so it's a whole lot to try to say something is metal gear yeah and i guess maybe maybe just people also felt like the mechanics uh in isolation aren't enough to warrant an indie game i don't i mean i don't know i mean i've always loved the vr missions i've always you know i've enjoyed metal gear for the gameplay which is part of why it was so shocking to me like if if I you know we we again something we've talked about before is I would love to see something like a, a future Metal Gear have like a VR missions maker you know yeah yeah like that would be a blast um, yeah Metal Gear maker is like the the dream yeah that's the, the dream. holy grail <laughs> um and you don't necessarily need the story nah fam we're gonna get a we're gonna get a universal multiplayer Metal Gear where you dictate. What happens to, I don't fucking know, Raiden with like 10,000 other people 
it becomes canon and there's no reset button. <laughs> I really, when I first heard that, I was like, oh shit, are they doing like an Until Dawn type thing? Once again, going back to my supermassive obsession. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like fucking community. And I like the text messages. Like they were like, oh my God. At yeah, everywhere, so please help. And like, if I was in Silent Hill, I'd be like, "Y'all, this shit is wild. You should see it." So that was for Silent Hill Ascension, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Would you yeah. even get reception in Silent Hill? <laughs> I mean, you could always do. Uh, what's that thing that you can do on Apple? Uh, airdrop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> God. I did I mean, see something about that. It was like it was it's a like a co-op live streaming like I don't, like you're going through it and like watching it with, yeah. with other people together and like just like choose your own adventure type thing. I don't know. Shattered Memories had a phone. You were you were taking pictures with it and there were some messages and calls that you had to make. And I wonder if it will have like some sort of like ARG element. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of doubt Pyramid it. Pyramid had messaged you. That would be funny. Um, I just kind of doubt it because everyone was expecting them to do some sort of ARG thing for the reveal of these games. And they were just like, now nah, we're going to show it on, on Wednesday. <laughs> They're only going to show it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. All, all, the, all the like reading of secret messages, all the hidden meanings that people found. And then they just went, yeah, we're doing Silent Hill on Wednesday. Tune, tune, turn up <laughs> tune, in, tune in for the live stream. And then we're just going to post the whole thing accidentally. So you can fast forward and go, go right ahead. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I dude, it. I swear to God, I, this is what happened, y'all. I We were on the video like and I was like. <laughs> Why the fuck? Like, I saw that there was a progress bar that was going past, and I was like, why the fuck are we having to listen to this loud-ass, like, background music with this foggy? <laughs> so I fast-forward and fast-forward. I'm like, wait a second. This timetable is 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we have the whole fucking video. And then I click a timestamp, and the first fucking thing I see in the timestamp is the the blue, the Bloober logo. The Bloober <laughs> logo. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Man. We kept fucking mis we kept mispronouncing the name earlier, calling them everything but what they actually were. <laughs> Just complete disrespect. Boober, booger. Not caring to remember their name at all. Call them booger. From, uh, I've been calling them. I've been calling them blooper for like blo blooper. I've been calling them blooper for like like this whole since this show has existed. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Burger Team. <laughs> Fingers every six months he has to say it's 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 blooper Chelsea. And today was one of those days. <laughs> Can you think of a more mismatched pairing than Bloober Team and Silent Hill 2? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it, you know, the, the stuff that I've seen from them doesn't, like, give me, like, confidence. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great game with great mechanics. See, didn't you uh, retweet, like, uh, like, somebody, like, they showed the mechanics, like, very briefly on one of the developer's yeah. desktops? It's clearly yeah yeah. Um, there was um there was this 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 part of the stream where they showed one of the developers' screens and it was the game in a very very early stage. But no, actually, it's not early. It looks pretty pretty done. Like the combat system, they were showing off the combat system, but in an empty test room. And I was like, yeah, there's no way this game is gonna look good. It looks bad even by PS4 standards. <laughs> Oh, no. GTA 6 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry. I, I should be more responsible with my ironic tweets. Or maybe I should just go off like Apache's imagined. 
Yeah, no, go off. Go off. Please. No, I actually, <laughs> seriously, we want you to go off because, I mean, you've already shown that you have such an insight on graphics design, you know, how to make things look, work, work with what you have. So go, go the fuck off, please. <laughs> uh it's it's fun it's fun really making fun of the industry events like this <laughs> i mean how Never. can you not the image of james like pounding his fist on the floor and screaming into the air and them doing like his ending monologue from the from the leave ending before the final boss looking like lemmy <laughs> yeah looking like lemmy <laughs> bloober team has built a brand on blunt force horror writing <laughs> like, force. you're scared <laughs> there's our title there's our title <laughs> just they just gosh. hit you in the head with it I'm thinking I'm thinking the fist pounding scene is gonna be when uh they the double executioners when they like uh, impale Maria but probably i remember like all of his very subtle actions in the original game are like very exaggerated from what we saw the thing that bothered me wasn't i mean yeah i it's it's corny to see him scream up at the sky but um the thing that really got me was their take on the intro where he, he like rushes of, in yeah like storms into the bathroom and he's like like vigorously washing his hands in a panic and then he slows down and touches his face He's in the like, mirror because that's what he's <laughs> supposed to do and like the original game has this very uncanny fugue state sort of feel to it and this is just your typical contemporary thriller you know it's it the tone is gone <laughs> talk about blunt force the that tweet that i saw uh from psx bunnylith <laughs> You gotta check it out. You just gotta check it out. It's in the live chat. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that clip. That that is one of the funniest. Like that's a great example of contagious laughter. Bunk force horror. I just I'm trying to hold myself back, you know. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I just I'm looking at them releasing all this merchandise for the game, and I'm like, you've got these figurines of Maria and James and Pyramid Head and you, you you know what this game is about, right? Like, did did you guys forget what it's about? It's it's about it's about how sexy Pyramid Head is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am I am amazed that they showed the restraint to use his original design at least, and not like the buff version that you see everywhere now. Just a reminder yeah. that SilentHill dot com is still up. Yep. But it doesn't go what you think it goes to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably. Oh, I mean, I can see if somebody would want to like. What's that term they use? Domain squat. Yeah. yeah, I can see why somebody would do that out of out of frustration. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, man, don't be a dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hand it over. Yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, yeah, they might want to start getting their domains back. Especially now. I mean, how many people are going to go to SilentHill.com after hearing about this? I, I hope they give it. I hope they just give it back. <laughs> it's so funny. People are like, I'm interested in this product. Oh. Oh. From a marketing perspective, it's like super late to get that uh, domain. Isn't it? Yeah. 
I mean, this is this is like a like pre planning stuff. This is this is shit you do like like a PI before yeah. the actual. <laughs> yeah, they should have had it ages ago. Some poor fucking Konami sitting there going like, "All right, time to register the do." No. Well, they had it. They let them all lapse. They, they let actually... Metal Gear lapse. They let Silent Hill lapse. They let Castlevania lapse. <laughs> that that's exactly the moment where they where they did the ca- they they did the motion capture for for the screaming into the air like the guy who was trying to re- to to register the domain found out that silenthills.com was already taken it was like no maybe maybe it was one of those like business cases where it was like we're not really using this because what are websites these days but just links to other social media networks yeah sure. Given that Masahiro Ito is involved in this, do you think they gave him a stern talking to after that tweet? The one where he's like, I wish I never made Pyramid Head? Yeah. They should put that on a shirt and make it merchandise. There you go. Yeah, they, they must capitalize on it, not uh, try to hide the fact that it existed. <laughs> All right, here's a question. What would be worse? What we're getting, which is like, the the extreme commercialized version of Silent Hill 2 with all subtlety stripped out, or if Konami did something akin to Final Fantasy VII Remake where it's sort of a self-aware remake of Silent Hill 2. That was in the back of my mind. That was like... Like, what's worse? I mean... From my standpoint, I would would rather have a remake that does everything differently. Uh, I'm not saying... uh, I, I tweeted about MGS remakes a bunch of days ago. And I take I kind of take it back. I don't think I want MGS one to be remade with with modernized whatever. So um, what I would like to see is more games trying to do what a Metal Gear remake would be, but while still being themselves and not Metal Gear basically. And yeah. at the same time, yeah. When, we, when it comes to when it comes to Silent Hill. I well, I'm 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 gonna this disclaimer is important. I've never played the Silent Hill in my life, but I know things about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean this so. is Silent Hill 2 is like Final Fantasy 7 at this point, where even if you haven't played it, you know everything about it. It's mm. like it's like gaming's version of Who's Shot JR. <laughs> Except with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh just remaking it exactly as it as it was. Eh, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna if I ever get back into into the series. Like I I really this this has spurred me into wanting to play the series. But I would I would hate the idea of playing the remake first and then the second the original game basically. Uh, and and I I I would do the same with uh, Resident Evil. I've I've not played the first four Resident Evils. Uh, because I, I I sucked. I didn't have a PlayStation One, and I didn't have a PlayStation Two in time. So yeah, things happened. <laughs> it almost feels like that'd be the way to do it, though. Like now at this point, like if you haven't played the original, like just go ahead and play the remake first, and just like get that out of the way, and then like go back to the original and be like, okay, I get why this is better now. Like you know, end on a good note it's... instead of like a oh that sucked. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, the, the first the first Resident Evil didn't have as strong of a visual identity as like RE2 or 3 or the later ones did. So it yeah. sort of it lent itself better to remaking, I think, in, in terms of like trying to hit the same mood. Yeah. You know, you know, RE2 remake is a very different animal. You know, Apache and I were talking about this earlier. 
uh, on on the stream actually about how you know those you know RE2 and RE2 remake are games with very different visions. You almost can't compare them. They're just but, but, incredible games in their own right with similar writing behind them. But RE1 remake, you know, and I know this line gets thrown around a lot anytime there's a remake that impresses more than five people, but it really does feel like this is what they would have made at the time had they been able to. I just wish they would not have put the goddamn crimson heads in it. That <laughs> pissed me off so much and made me just go, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't, I, there needs yeah. to be at least like a mode where that's turned off. That that, that was they so kind frustrating. Of the crimson heads and the fact that like once you unlock one dangerous zombie, you can't turn it off. I know that forest only is like in a certain period of the game, but like don't make me do extra modes when I don't want to. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that should have been on like hard mode only, the crimson heads. Like that, that I I never finished remake on GameCube because of that. It was just like, all right, this fuck this. Yeah, like, it's genuinely a hard game. Yeah. No, I love that shit. Just fuck me up, bro. Make the zombies zerg. Just it's just fuck me up. It's so weird. It messed up like my whole strategy to like have having to like sit there and be like, okay, I gotta set this guy on fire now. Like I remember that yeah. I'm gonna remember that I'm gonna come back through this room later. Like for for a casual player that's just like playing through on one playthrough, it's like it was too much. Like I was yeah. like, well, god damn it, I've only got three bullets anyway. Like now I gotta deal with this fuck. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to set him on fire earlier. Like I, it was too much to manage. I, you know, like Ari Resident Evil is already stressful like inventory management and then they're throwing that shit in. I was like, I'm out. I'm, no, I'm, uh, I might be a nerd here, but I, I live for that shit. Like the inventory management. I haven't, I haven't played it and I can't, I'm, I'm like more excited to play it now. They're counting on people taking the time to plan their routes. That's why they did that. Cause they wanted to encourage people to sort of slow down. But if you, but like you said, if you're not doing it that way, if you're just playing it, like probably most people are, then yeah, that's not really that's, a consideration. That's what I'm saying. I think that should have been like a hard mode thing where like the just there should have been a mode where the, just those guys were turned off. That's all. Yeah. I'll tell you what's weird, though, is that as much as I love the RE1 remake, it's like one of the few remakes where I genuinely think it's just absolutely stellar. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it um, other than that part. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the sad um, part. I was like, oh, I want to enjoy this. Even though it shares so much in common with it, I really don't like Resident Evil Zero all that much. Mm. It's just not fun to me. I think a lot of people don't like Resident Evil Zero. It's just kind of boring. I didn't it mind was, it. Like I remember the train's uh, cool. You're on a you're on a train, and that's all I remember really. But yeah, interesting idea of let execution. Uh, yeah. And then on your top, their point about like Resident Evil One not really having a visual style. I'm glad you said that because I feel like one of my favorite parts of that game, ironically, is the setting where it's like all the lights are still on, but nobody's here. Like something was happening here. It's like there was clearly some engagement, but every like if some shit goes down, nobody's going to be able to turn off all the lights. Right. Because shit's going down. That's a really good point. So like you walk in here and like everything's bright and it, it looks lived in. Whereas I get why people like the remake aesthetic, but I don't know. I just like the what they were trying to do with the first one. But that is an exceptional. Yeah, good that's point. really cool. And I never thought of that. I mean, they they could have just it could have just been a limitation. But yeah. I mean, you could do some creepy stuff with that, too. I've, I saw another uh, PS1 survival horror game that had sort of similar uh, things going on. Uh, I never I never beat it. It's it's just ridiculously difficult. Um, I think it's called like uh, Martian Gothic, something like that. Martian, yes, I remember. I've never played it, but I remember oh. it. I remember the title. 
Yeah, it's it's something something Martian Gothic unification. Yeah, and it's it's like a it's a PS one. It's you know Resident Evil like survival horror game, and you're it's sort of got that same RE zero mechanic where you're switching between characters to accomplish things. Oh, wow. But I don't remember this at all. The environments are all yeah, it's very it's it's more obscure. But if you look at all the environments, they're all very lived in, and the lights are on, and like yeah. And it's like part sci-fi, part ghost story. It's it's pretty cool, but really hard. I've seen a. I know I've seen a few horror streamers like do a special night for this game. I definitely recognize it. Uh, which I'm sure those same horror streamers are having the time of their lives right now. I already saw uh, Maxi, a previous guest of ours. He was like making a video on the Silent Hill news. Uh, like coming soon, but I'm going to say what you guys always hear me say, which is which is fuck Bloober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nickma was going pretty hard on Bloober as well. Yeah, we had uh we had a few like horror streamers on like back to back. Yeah, I mean with how much we talk about Resident Evil, which is also gonna have stuff coming up here soon. Yeah, they're they're gonna stream tomorrow. That that's sadly not gonna be on this episode, but watch out next episode. Yeah. It's good times. It- it happened right before, right before my eyes. Everything is everything is looking looping back to Resident Evil. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> that's a that's we uh, need a counter. We really do for, for yeah. how many times we bring up Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's only going to get worse. Apache is doing is Apache is looking for his next RE game to no hit speed run or no, no hit or speed run or both. Yeah, because right now you're no hitting what RE2 remake. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I want to do like all scenarios back to back. So I'm hoping to get that done by this weekend. Uh, so that's like all four scenarios back to back without getting hit. Uh, and then I'm thinking I'm gonna do Resident Evil Four. But after I heard you talk about Resi One remake, I think I might do that. <laughs> it's a good time, fun. man. <laughs> I remember. I need to when... revisit it. I just remember it's that fun. being my my initial complaint about it. Like I was playing through it for the first time. I was like, oh, what the fuck are these things? Like, no, I'm out. No, bye bye. <laughs> if uh, you if you play the way they want you to play and you plan around it, they're not that bad. Yeah. You sound like me talking to Apache about RE2 remake. <laughs> <laughs> and now now look at him. Now fucking look at him. <laughs> oh, he's he's already installing it. Uh, I'm I'm like I'm like I'm having a good time with Resident Evil, and if Konami's you know doing stuff in the background, they're 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 making some games, then I've got time, right? So I know we've uh, been like bragging on Silent Hill too, but I mean the what was the name of it? The Sakura, it's a concept. The Silent Hill F, I think is what they're calling it. Ascension, yeah. Right? No, Ascension is the multiplayer one. Okay, yeah. Because there were God, there were like four games, weren't there? There was four games in a movie. Okay, community. That sounds like a community meme. Yeah, it's a lot. Four games in a movie. But the yeah. most, the most interesting one I think was was that that last one, the Silent Hill F, where yeah. it's, I guess it's like set in 1960s Japan, and it's being written by uh oh geez uh he did um I can't remember the full title but it's the Higarashi horror anime. Is like it gonna be like that or something? Is it is it gonna be like that's uh, Yakuza game that's also set in feudal Japan? <laughs> um, well, no, it's not. It's not quite R- like Ryukishi. that. I mean, it's it's still fairly modern, but huh. um, yeah, it definitely is very different. 
you know, they, they had the Silent Hill theme playing with with Japanese instruments. And, and so like they're they're leaning hard into that. And it seemed actually pretty interesting um, in comparison to the other stuff like this. This is going to be like their new title. So I guess I mean, are we even in numbers anymore? Because, you know, Homecoming was technically five. I suppose, but it's not really called that. So and then this... downpour is not called six. So this would be not seven, I guess. <laughs> just like how many games there are, and then just put not in front of it and be like, well, yeah. not technically the ninth game, but look, yeah, as long the as the, the hills don't say a thing, it's it's okay. <laughs> Those hills better <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but no, I mean that looks that looks interesting. It, you know, it's it's got a different art style, a different concept. Uh, you know, they're setting it. Uh, it. It's it's strange, though, that like. You know, it's not necessarily in Silent Hill, you know, like and I, and it's not to say that they haven't done that before with with, you know, uh, you know, the room took place outside of Silent Hill. And then you would sort of go into it and then Homecoming sort of had you around it as well as in it. And then Downpour again, sort of around it and in it and and. So this being in Japan is about as far away from Silent Hill as you can get, unless it's like you're going to be teleported there or something. I don't know, but it's it's interesting. Silent Hill in in premise, if not location. And then uh, I think they like they had. OK, so let me just do a roll call here because this is this was a lot to follow. So Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, Silent Hill uh, Ascension, which is the the multiplayer one, right? Mm-hmm. Silent Hill F, which is the feudal Japan one, the Silent Hill movie, which is a return to Silent Hill with with Christopher Gons directing, who did the first movie. And I guess he's now doing an adaptation of Silent Hill, two. Uh, and then there was one more that was like barely shown. And it was like, do you remember what it was called? Home something. It's... Was that the J.J. Abrams, John? I think so. Far yeah. from home. <laughs> Silent Hill, far from Silent home. Far. <laughs> Townfall. Townfall. There it is. That one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Far from they, town. Well, whatever. Then. Far from town. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't really show anything about what that was. They just sort of, I guess, Annapurna Interactive is is yeah uh, involved, and they were involved with Stray recently, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that was it. Was a lot. It was a lot to take in. And uh, I guess that means when Metal Gear rolls around in a couple years, they're going to have like five games. Oof. Boy. And a movie. And a movie. Yeah, because they, they've been real <laughs> quiet on the movie. I'm going to go watch some community tonight. I, 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 need, I, I, I want an animated movie. I, I don't want a live action movie. for Metal Yeah. Gear. Thank you. Thank you. Like, that's wait, that wait, is. Wait. Here we go. <sighs> Hold on. How about movie with supplemental animated shit to go along with it to set it up? The animated, like the animatrix, but the, yeah. yeah, but the animated thing will be twice as better. Sure. Why not just put all your resources in there? And because stop Oscar Isaac needs a name? paycheck. I guess uh, he doesn't. And so need does more money. fucking Jordan. <laughs> just go, go, go back, play Moon Knight. I don't care. <laughs> if they would just do <laughs> like the animatrix, the, you know, the animatrix is the model 
yeah. of how you should approach Metal Gear in in normal media. Because if you did an anthology series where it was just a bunch of different oh, writers and different yeah, for artists, Netflix, that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that weren't just stories about the characters that you're familiar with, but they were showing like these little side stories in the world of metal gear at different times yeah. like that could be really interesting and like occasionally you would have glimpses of the characters rather than mm -hmm. putting them in the spot they're kind like, of featured yeah god just I give me that I, I would love to see stuff that happened during msf for example yeah There's a lot of lore there that is hitting in the tapes and some people just never get to that or like show the mercenary war, or show people living in outer heaven or Zanzibar land. I mean, you could or do show so people much. fighting naked in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We could get all those like all those moments that we've been wanting, like with the games and stuff. Like I feel like that that'd be a good approach. Like you know, like oh, sh show us more stuff of the boss in World War Two. Like show us more stuff of like when uh, they're rescuing Raiden. You know, th these these moments that we never got the games for. I don't, I don't know the, the more more moments between MGS one and two, like where yeah. Snake and Otacon are doing shit. Like I, I don't know. There's there's all these time frames where you could set things in and, and just write your write a new story where it wouldn't affect canon, and you know you could <laughs> you could play within the bounds of it and it would be fine. It wouldn't be like you know offensive to it. Yeah, that downtime between MGS one and MGS two, I think, is already filled by Maddie's ad work, like. Uh, I I find it funny that you that you called it Otacon and Snake doing stuff because we know that we're they were not doing stuff they were doing each other. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, oh man oh that raspberry I hope she, I hope she hears this part. <laughs> no. I'm sure she'll love it. All the Snotacon listeners out there. There's um, I, I mean it's it's generally considered like not canon, but at this point you know who cares? But um metal gear solid mobile was like this little cell phone game that was available for a while and this was like pre-iphone stuff so it was like on flip phone feature phone type deals mm -hmm. but it played like a little dumbed down version of like mgs2 it was like almost like an mgs 1.5 um and it was like a, a mission that took place between mgs1 and 2 where they're going after one of these metal gear copies out in the world and it's there's like a twist to the story in it which is kind of neat and it doesn't play all that well but it was pretty interesting to see like something in that time period you know yeah i mean yeah it was it, it looks pretty pretty okay for the time it was oh. made yeah that's it's it's mm. crazy impressive but mm. like i want to see more stuff that's like you know complete just forget the canon just just let it be it's done over with do side stories explore different things you know take the, the the framework of metal gear which is you know secret soldier goes after robot political intrigue nuclear deterrence etc and like tell different types of stories with that like like acid and ghost babble did and and just like give me stuff like that yeah that would be nice that would be great and also that 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 like leaves you with room to explore different art styles and yeah. not have to go the MGS5 way, which is extremely expensive. And it also doesn't fit all the storylines, really, that you could make. It, I agree with you, too, that um, it would be great if developers would sort of take the framework of, of what Metal Gear is and explore that. You know, not necessarily making new Metal Gear games, but making more Metal Gear likes. Yeah. You know, what what can you do with these concepts? Where can you take them? Like that's that's stuff I really I really want cuz I again, I really enjoy 
these games for the gameplay and i you know i wish there was more of it yeah yeah the snappy controls the very specific moveset the equipment uh way of handling things which is unlike other games yeah yeah it's like a, it's like a, a mechanical sandbox if not a world sandbox <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a mechanical sandwich, which it is. <laughs> it's got layers. It must be because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can feel my stamina bar in the low 25%. I can, my, my, my stomach doing... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not hungry, but, but my mind might be. <laughs> well, you've given us a lot of food for thought today, so... <laughs> Um, can we talk about how there was a Mera figure so people can get off our dick about fat, the fat man plushie? Wait, what? There was, uh, you know, Mira, the, the SH2 dog. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Were I, I know Mira that's petty as, I know that's petty as fuck, but there you go, Mira fans. Give us fat man. Give us the fat man. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> they took our social media interaction and ran. <laughs> Yeah, we got played. <laughs> they were like, hoping I mean, people would vote Snake, and the vote got rigged. <laughs> yep. I mean, we were playing him from the get-go with, with Running Man. I mean, all that said, look, I will put my money where my mouth is. If they release a Fat Man plushie, I'm going to buy it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it, and, I'm, and then I'm going to use my Patreon money to buy ones for giveaways. There you go. Like, wow. Like, yes, it's a joke, but also, we're not kidding. It's just sad. It's just sad. Yeah, you can just uh, you can just buy 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 the Fatman plushie and uh, throw it off the side of a of a tanker. <laughs> I'm sure somebody during, on Etsy already made one too. During during the tutorial sequence, you can just throw the <laughs> the Fatman off the side of a tanker. Make a statement. <laughs> God, I got to get back to that. <laughs> That's that is um. Yeah, I I don't want to drive everyone crazy by by getting into it, but I definitely have questions for you regarding uh, what you did and what it would take to do something similar with MGS2, uh, specifically with regards to the visuals of MGS2 and how they have it look so... Um, so damn smooth! Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> distinct and very smooth and very clean in comparison to other PlayStation 2 games. Same with MGS3. Like, they look incredible in a way that very few other PS2 games look. You know, it's it's Silent Hill, Final Fantasy twelve, uh, Haunting Ground. Those are really the only other examples that sort of get in that same level of, of sort of, like, clean visuals it doesn't look like a game it's not hard-edged it's very it's like it's got a softness to it it's not blurry but it's soft it's hard to explain yeah 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 i believe it's because it's a game that could afford to have some sort of anti-aliasing or something which mm. is something that most games in ps2 don't have because of probably engineering costs like uh some of them were released too early and by a non-japanese team that didn't have access to whatever yeah. hardware testing or uh, manuals or whatever and uh we know that uh, the team at konami really had all the knowledge to pull that off and uh, probably all the resources to do it 
And so there are other games that released even later than MGS2 that still look kind of crappy compared to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember... I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not uh, super versed in uh, reverse engineering MGS2 or anything else, but uh, a, go a good way to know how to replicate stuff is to just observing. And one great way to observe is if you take a, a guided tour or something like that. I, I, it would seem as though I'm sponsored by, uh, but, but I'm not. I, you should take a look at DF Retro uh, videos about the games. Uh, they go really detailed, re really deep into the details of what makes up the, the visual composition of the game. And yeah. they talk about the reflections and the resolutions and the frame rate and all that. It, it's really useful. Yeah, we need to get someone from DF Retro on here sometime, too. That's been another one. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> Sorry, we can... <laughs> I checked the topic again. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all good. It, it is it is funny. I just... I've, I've Something I've mentioned before, but it's just, you know, thinking back to when MGS2 was first shown off, there were there were PC game developers who were looking at it and going, how the hell did you do this? And on a PS2, no less. Because <laughs> nothing looked that good. Definitely. Apparently, uh, not to not to change the subject again, but like, uh, according to Angelus in the chat, uh, Item Lab is working on the Fat Man plushie. Oh, wow. I trust your word, Angelus. I want I, I, I want to believe. I really do. <laughs> no, I want one. I wonder how, how much it would cost to order See? one here. See? Look at that. We, we, we got you a customer, Item Lab. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure the... Uh, just a, just a, the postage would be above $40, and who knows how much tax on top of that. <laughs> is it just really hard to get? You said Argentina, right? Yeah. Yeah, the problem is that uh, stuff in, in USD or, or anything else, basically, uh, we get a, a tax of about 60 to 70% on top <sighs> of that. Oh my god. Holy shit. I, I, think, I think it just got increased again. Yeah. Uh, the, <sighs> my best bet would be to actually work for someone in the outside have that person uh, pay to me like in, a, in an outside account, say like a, a PayPal or maybe a Pioneer or something, keep the money outside of the country and use that money to purchase stuff outside of the country so that I don't get to, to I don't have to buy to pay those taxes. But otherwise, if the money is coming from my actual pocket here, uh, yeah, I have to pay all that. And hey, that is so if somebody from the Argentinian like IRS listens to this show, you're not going to get in trouble for saying that, right? <laughs> okay. No, 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 sure. no. I think I think it's legal to like work remotely for outside and keep your money outside the country. There, there are other other parts of, or maybe it isn't, but it's not something that I do. So <laughs> <laughs> this is all hypothetical. Me. Please, please don't look into that secret spy that you're probably listening to this. <laughs> Hyper-specific <laughs> listener in our, but, in our audience. Anyone's wondering about tax evasion. Hey, one guy sitting at the desk like I knew. One guy sitting there going, "Motherfucker!" He's like, he's like <laughs> writing shit down. Like, I'm gonna get this motherfucker. Who's that uh, new patron who just left the chat? <laughs> he's like, I gotta work tonight. I was just trying to chill, listen to my Metal Gear podcast. Now you, now you gotta make me bust on my notepad. This sucks. <laughs> Man, this investigation was so successful. I can't believe I had to listen to all that Resident Evil talk, but now we got you. Not a big Silent Hill fan uh, myself, but... Gosh. Yeah. 
That livesy walk, though. That livesy walk. <laughs> Are we, we going to keep going back to that one? <laughs> uh, it just... Uh, it, it is that good. The yeah. amount of, like, movement and, like, how accurate it is. Like, is that something that you use, like, a... Uh, I, I don't know the term for it, but like a, a pre-configured routine, like where it has like the script of them doing that dance move, or is that something that you like hand did? Like, oh, I see, I see what you're going. Uh, so yeah, it, it's not like a game engine where you can just put a script in in the characters and have them do something until you give them some sort of command or input or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, due to artistic freedom, you do not want that. Unless it's something like a big on a bigger scale, you know, like crowd simulations they do in, uh, for movies and all that. Yeah. Where you actually have a script and have characters avoid each other and try to target others and play a specific attack animation when they reach each other. And you have massive Lord of the Rings scale fights that you can mm -hmm. make. Uh, now, in this case, it's just um, Blender has a thing that is called a nonlinear uh, animation editor. That is you can create a specific animation uh, walk cycle or something like that. And then you can make that into a clip and then you put that into the nonlinear timeline and you can put it as many times as you want, but you can uh, blend in and out of it uh, by using a secondary track that has some sort of uh, blending mode okay. to it. Yeah, and you can cross fade between animations and you can do, do all sorts of weird, weird things. But I guess that's my question was like, was the animation like already pre pre-rendered like like a Fortnite dance like you know like how I, I guess like people just kind of like pass around like animations like was that oh, or was that something no that no you, no I had to yeah no the the um, I tried to create I read the models from the from the game from the game disc and they already came with with a skeleton and what I did was I rigged the skeleton I I, I added I added uh, inverse kinematics which is which is this way that uh, and 3D animation, uh, 3D animation software resolves stuff like foot placement and hand uh, hand targeting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did is I took the original skeletons and I tweaked them to make them uh, into something useful for for animation. But I had to do all the animation on my own. And um, the only thing that I did is I wrote out the walk cycle from Doctor Livesey. But it needed to match the proportions of the characters uh, okay. of the, in NGS, which which are more sort of realistic humanoids than Lux of Livesy. Gotcha. So, so, <laughs> so that's okay. So you did like a rotoscoping for the for the reference. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Yeah. In the end, it ended up just being hand animated uh, mm -hmm. because the 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 poses could not be simply retargeted or translated one to or one. Yeah, because of the the yeah. different uh, proportions and stuff. Gotcha. Jeez. I've got so much that's, to learn. That's so cool, man. Like that's that's just like <laughs> I, I'm following for sure. Like that that's awesome. I spent <laughs> like a week and a half doing texture edits to try and make a really dumb secret room near in MGS3 meme and <laughs> what you did makes me feel so inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because it's no, so it's okay. good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, but one thing is doing it in engine, like modding the game, and another thing is having the entire liberty of just having a three D modeling software and doing everything right there. True, I guess. Uh, of but course, yours took so much more work than mine did. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, if you already have the 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 meshes and all you had to do is like do some sort of 
texture uh, with the, with the text mod thing that has the the direct text injection thing where you can change the textures of the emulator or the game that you're running. I guess. No, it's still a lot of work. I don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> man. High, just, high effort. Yeah, yeah. High well, effort you're inspiring me to try harder. That's 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 uh, what I'll say. This is just like I love it. It's like a mutual meeting of respect between two very dedicated shit posters. <laughs> like you've got to yeah. care about your shit post. You really do. Definitely. No, like, yeah. no, you really don't. This is the Metal don't. Gear paint, meme guy. Paint works. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Spike, Spike is also very powerful. <laughs> I, I, I assure you, I've put no effort into any of my shit posts. Um, okay, so there's like different degrees, right? So, like, like Apache, okay, like Nitroid and V here, they're like, they're like a nice meal. They're like, you go out to a local, like, brewery, or you go out to, like, a very high-class restaurant, Michelin four-star, which, by the way, I found out that was actually the, it's actually the tire company. Like, it, it's not another entity, it's it's actually the tire company. That oh, yeah, that. Michelin star, yeah, no, yep. it's the tire Michelin, company, yeah. they know all about um, food. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my, my shit posts are like a raccoon eating trash. Yeah, no, 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 I was gonna say, your <laughs> shit is like McDonald's, like, you can get it everywhere, it's pretty easy to make, or, like, you know, local Chinese or pizza. This was yeah. like Gordon Ramsay making a meme. <laughs> yeah, no, true, <laughs> true, true that. I, I think, um, yeah, I think hatred can can make you uh, use your talents like real hard, even though even though you think it's low effort, it's still so such high value out of it. <laughs> and uh yeah i i, I guess negative emo- what we call negative emotions can also be turned into a very successful artistic output <laughs> spite is a uh, great ingredient for me it is for sure strangely <laughs> so, there's like an inverse bell curve when it comes to effort versus how well a shit post does yeah because you're gonna get the most traction out of the shit posts that you either put zero percent effort in or a hundred percent effort, but anything in between it's just not gonna take yeah. <laughs> I always tell people that the fiddle remix took thirty minutes, so uh, I don't know yep man it's always it's always the stuff you are either spending weeks on or the <laughs> stuff you spent literally three seconds on that's <laughs> dude, I hate that feeling like when you do like a really like it's not even like sometimes it's not even like a shit post. It's just like two like a two second thought that may come yeah. off like a shit post. And you put your phone in your pocket, you go out to eat or something, and then you yep. look and it's like your Twitter, your your tweet has showed up on trending. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I, I never like, know so about like, that because I don't I don't use the Twitter app. I only use like browser, so I, I don't get all this like info. Your phone would never shut up, dude. I I, I think you're crazy if you're like Twitter ping your phone. That's nuts. I have turned off notifications, but Twitter decides that like if it's if it's beyond a certain threshold of of like big person did it, like big person retweeted you, it'll tell you anyway and like override your notification settings. It's really No weird. way, that's rude. Wow. Like it like <laughs> like I will turn off notifications for a post and then on the rare occasion that like Kojima retweets something, I will I will get a notification. <laughs> like maybe it's because I follow him maybe that's it I don't know yeah I think I only get notifications for like people I mutually follow that might be it 
but he doesn't. It also me. does it like if you haven't like checked in in a while, it'll be like, hey, just so you know, Twitter exists and stuff's happening on it. Like in, like Instagram does it too. It's like there's people posting to their reels. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would like to get stories you haven't seen yet. God, oh. I hate I hate that Instagram oh, yeah, notification. I don't give a fuck. And when it gives you a little wave <laughs> emoji, fuck you. Yeah. I want to get rid of that, and I want to get rid of Twitter telling me what other people liked. Yeah. If I would have wanted other people to see it, I would have retweeted it. Because that means that other people are seeing what I like, and that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if people realize how fucked up I really am, they'll leave me alone. That's my mentality with that. <laughs> God. <laughs> I want to make sure that we give some time for UV to kind of, you know, give us the future, whether that's the future of parametric memes, the future of, you know, lemon chili games, or just your freelance. Like, what is the next, what are the next steps for you? Well, <laughs> I, um, basically, with, with the Metal Gear Rising breakdancing uh, memes, uh, the, the, the whole saga, I discovered that. Uh well people care about this stuff and of course like humor uh, memes art there there are valuable things right so th that's what that's what uh pushed me to make this Dr. Livesy thing uh into into something that I really put put some care about like I actually produced it instead of just going like low effort whatever bullshit yeah put it put it put it put it in a loop and it's always in the in the entrance of shadow moses and it it goes on forever yeah basically what i've been thinking is perhaps i should open up a coffee or something like that for people who want to like uh support my creative endeavors if they think they're they're valuable my job at the uh, lemon chili games right now is uh is my it's my livelihood and um yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is like what my day daytime job is, and uh, I don't think I don't think it's gonna change unless I yeah whatever like something happens. Like every daytime job happens basically. But on my side, like uh, my personal side of uh, of this is that maybe parametric memes might become a a more serious thing. Like I could uh, take more care and actually be actively looking for new content to to put out because I I'm constantly getting new ideas for for stuff uh to make but I'm uh, I'm a bit shy on the asking for money for example part of it <laughs> uh because I'm not too familiar with that uh the, the there's this side of content creation that is something that I've never explored uh, so yeah it's it's going to be quite a quite an interesting uh discovery i'd say but i've still got a lot to learn that's for example this thing that uh people are asking me to put uh the mashups of the remixes in spotify for example and i don't jack shit about uh the music rights and uh, fair use and yeah, copyright that's stuff be, it's that's it's gonna be a, tough for spotify i'll tell you that yeah that's that's two songs that are already in the system so you're gonna have to get rights for both of them to legally upload to the Spotify. Like if anything, you could put them on Bandcamp probably, but Spotify is probably a no go. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's a thing that I've been thinking of, for example. I would love to to give uh to give people who who are interested in this thing access to these things. But at the same time I know it's a lot of effort. Uh, and uh, and sometimes I just yeah I I drop the ball when it comes to uh, legal stuff and uh, the boring part of uh, things because I just want to create things, 
so yeah, if given that I do have a job that gives me uh, the support, the economic support to to just go on and keep on doing this kind of this this dumb things, I don't feel like I should legitimize what I do on the other on the other side. Say for example, like actually starting a music career, <laughs> um, but. Uh, despite that, I think that my time is valuable, and if other people value that time, it would be nice to get some support. Yeah, but it's it's something that's it's 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 entirely in draft stage so far, and uh, I'm gonna have to start asking questions and uh, see what where I go, uh, where I go to next, because I I also know that just I don't know dedicating yourself to to create content. And to do stuff like this, uh, these kinds of memes and stuff, uh, it probably eventually gets uh, gets old, and it, it it's also uh, you you get you get like in um in a bind, I guess, when you have people that are subscribing to your content and you suddenly decide that you don't want to do it anymore. And I feel like that commitment is something that I really need to be sure. Uh, about before I just go on and try to say like yeah I'm gonna do I'm gonna keep on doing this forever <laughs> pay me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> periodically <laughs> I think for now you've got enough people that you know really just enjoy your content and they wouldn't mind you know supporting you throwing a few bucks your way you know so uh, you know something like a Patreon or a, a mm-hmm. something like that you know yeah. Just let me know yeah, if you start I, I, messing I, I, with MGS2 because I got questions. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, like um, I see more future in the, I, I see more, more excitement in the in a future in which I collaborate with people more than just keep on keep on pushing the ball on my own because sure. uh, there's a limit to what you can do with the with the amount of time that you have uh, and uh, collaborating with people. All, all, sometimes it 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 allows you to do more ambitious stuff, of course. But it also uh, may make you like uh, it gives you motivation to keep going on even when you sometimes are in in, in downtime, for example. And collabs are just fun too. Like yeah. you, it, it like brings out like different sides of your work, or, or you know you kind of see things from a different perspective. And it's just I don't know. Collabs are normally just a, a fun time, especially if you're you and the creator on the same you know the wavelength. Yeah. Well, that's what happens with the Meta View Rising uh, stuff. Uh, like uh, my friend Cersei, uh, she was like, "Oh, what if what if we made the breakdancing cat, but with writing?" Because she was she was just getting into the Metal Gear Rising stuff. She 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 hadn't played any other Metal Gear, and she was like, "Okay, breakdancing," and we put just a uh, Metal Gear Ray, and and I was like, my my mind exploded because I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can make the mashup for your video, but what if we can go much? We can we can get much higher, like." <laughs> Uh, and uh, and that's when I when I was like, you know, do you know that this is actual canon in MGS four, right? And actually break dances while fighting against robots, <laughs> and uh, that's that's what spurred the entire saga for it. And I started, I just couldn't stop myself from just making all the other uh, all the other mashups. So yeah, definitely collaboration is that thing that keeps you going, even even if you feel like uh, if if you feel a bit down, like uh, in in creative in the creative sense, because there's some feedback. There's constantly people dialoguing and and throwing out ideas. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have an I have an entire notepad filled with ideas that I would like to do before the the Metal Gear Solid One 
uh, assets get old, like say, say like, I don't know, I, I expect it, I expect people to just be like done with the, 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 the meme aesthetic and just go to something else. But at the same time, it's so timeless that I think I got a little time to just yeah. put out all these other <laughs> ideas that I have until they, until they actually become stale or something. Uh, MGS one is definitely timeless enough to where you can you can just keep messing with that and you know just keep messing with that and making mm. fresh stuff. It would be nice if my channel was not all about just making um, videos, dumb videos with MGS one models. But this could be a saga that could last a bunch, maybe a, a bunch of months. Mm. Uh, but I'll, I'll see what happens. I'll see what comes next. <laughs> It's awesome. It's it's like a mystery. It's like uh, unknown, but at the same time, it's the kind of unknown that makes you excited more than scared or just simply, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm so motivated. I could just start playing Devil My Cry again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what you come up with next. I mean, it's uh, it's it's funny just seeing like the the couple of extra little clips you've put up too, like since the uh. Since the lives you walk, you know. Yeah, those those are residual ideas. Some of them are worse than the others. <laughs> yeah. But I hope that they will be fun. <laughs> the the rest of them, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about me or? Well, I was gonna say that I was drinking mate. <laughs> nice. Because that's the thing that we drink here. Uh so it was a it was a it was a very very interesting moment when I played Peace Walker and I just saw uh big boss drinking mate it's a very very, <laughs> very, awesome. very local thing to do uh so yeah i i, I didn't i didn't find a moment to mention it before but <laughs> i felt the same way when i saw him drinking mountain dew you know i was like hey that's me you know? <laughs> uh but yeah no i i guess uh i guess i would i would not like to to extend this too much more <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, if you want to uh, tell people where they can find you online and you know where people can find your stuff, you can uh, you can go ahead with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, in Twitter, you can find me as Parametric Palta because Parametric Avocado was too long, so I had to shorten it up. <laughs> it means the same, but it's just a mixture of languages now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, if I recall correctly, in YouTube, I I am already Parametric Avocado, uh, and. Um, there's a there's a difference there because I really wanted to push the parametric avocado name, but mm -hmm. yeah, uh, some 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 socials just have a different one. So to sum up, you can find me in uh, Twitter as parametric palta, and you can find me as parametric avocado in uh, YouTube, and I'm also in Instagram as parametric dot avocado. Uh, for my more artsy side, basically, and parametric.memes, where I post the shittiest post <laughs> ever. <laughs> In SoundCloud, you can find me as v3-unleashed. And that's it. Yeah, I said it right. Finally. Sweet. <laughs> One take. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> Perfect. They're going to know. <laughs> the power of editing. What a, what a good plug. That was a seamless plug there. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, but this is this has been fun. The the time has flown by. Uh, we had a bunch of stuff here on the notes too that we didn't even get to talk about. But uh, yeah, this was a packed yeah. week. Yeah, it's it's been a week for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
I, I thought it was going to be just me talking about my stuff until we got bored and suddenly, <laughs> bam! Yeah, Silent, Silent Hill, Hill Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silent Hill Code Red. And a DEF CON yeah, 2 Def- and a DEF CON 1. <laughs> no, it's Def like DEF CON 3. Def- yeah. Def, Defcon, it was like Defcon minus uh, three with the amount of games that they announced. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, for a Silent Hill, it's a Defcon one for sure. Not a Kojima <laughs> Defcon one, but yeah. <laughs> well, we get to do this uh, all again tomorrow. And we didn't see Hassan show up at the end of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder how he's feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great talking with you guys. You're you're like, you're like my heroes, but the kind of heroes that when you meet them, it's, it's good. It's better. instead of worse. (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) No, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I I, I learned a lot and you're inspiring me to be a better memer. So thank you. Some also would be proud. Um, Yeah, it feels, it feels, it feels great, really. Thanks for the th- thanks for the feedback and the appreciation for my stuff. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank, I, I, thank you for coming on. <laughs> the feeling goes both ways, really. <laughs> <laughs>